Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, is, it, is it a commercial? You. Do you like chips? Like, do you really like chips? Where to the point where you're eating chips so much that you look around and there's crumbs and you're like, who put those crumbs there? Did I put those crumbs there? And I'm, and I'm here to tell you, yes, yes, you did, because you like chips. And if you like Cheetos, especially Flamin' Hot Cheetos, then you should tell people to subscribe to this channel, the Bitcoin podcast, because one out of a thousand, that's right. When we get a thousand subscribers, one of them is going to get a hundred bags of Cheetos, flaming hot Cheetos, baby. Think to yourself, how, how many Cheetos is that? And I'm here to tell you, it's like a million calories. If you ate it all, you would most definitely not be healthy, but we're going to send them to you because Flamin' Hot Cheetos are amazing. So that's right. Share this around. Get us to 1,000 subscribers. We'd like to have 1,000 subscribers because if we had 1,000 subscribers, that means one of those 1,000 subscribers is getting 100 bags of Flamin' Hot Cheetos. So, you know, do your thing, guys. Do that YouTube stuff. Hey, it's me again. Does your job still suck? Are you still mad at your job and therefore life sucking, then you should join the Bitcoin podcast Slack where the people there don't suck, or at least their jobs don't. So in essence, their lives don't either. Join the Slack. Yeah, <laughs> we're still the Squid Games characters. I like to, for, to point out that I am the triangle, uh, the universe's most balanced and structured shape. That's me. Circle. Circle? No, circle's infinite. The triangle's stable. You know what I mean? Circle's Triangle's like, the smallest. Cir- circle's you can barely have a polygon. Shape. Circle's barely it's the, shaped. <laughs> it's got all. It is the infinite polygon. It is the most those, structural. Uh, of all in sociology, the, the triad is the most polygon. stable group. That's then that's, again, that's, he's that's got great. a point. Trigonometry is named after triangles, not circles. <laughs> that's right. Circleometry. That's not. I think like trigonometry is named after circles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking it up. <laughs> no, I think they're the Dude. triangles. That's what Colin just said. It's not named after triangles. Like trigonometry. Colin is trigon, not trigonometry. Uh, what's the funniest thing about Colin's frozen faces is that's the same face I make when I go to Cold Stone Creamery, like looking at all the ice cream. Oh yeah, <laughs> look at it. I wonder <laughs> if, he's lo- if he's looking at ice cream right now. I'm like, ooh, they've they've got buttercream. Anyways, guys, uh, welcome to. 
uh, the Bitcoin podcast. Uh, you know, I'm not. Uh, I do. What do you know? <laughs> Trigonometry. Yeah, dude. Trigonometry. Um, triangle and metron measure. I am sorry. Geometry means earth measure. You're measuring the earth. Your geo? Trigonometry means triangle measures. You're measuring triangles. Oh, it's a measurement of angles yeah. and lengths. I'm sorry. Anyways, I'm the host that talks first. Uh, D? I am another host. Dr. Corey Petty, who doesn't know anything about mathematics. <laughs> and I'm the third host, Jesse Broke. Nice. Nice, Jess. I typically wouldn't say anything about, um, you know, you having that face modifier on, but since I gave you your spark. Oh, so weird. Since I gave you your spark. I, want, I was, I was before you joined and I, I just logged in to see this and Alicia has the same thing. I was like, I just hope that you get the Snapchat one and they don't even try to morph your face. They just give you his face. Yeah. Yeah, you're not even trying, right? It's like it's just it ends up being exactly that. I should get, I should do this, and then this is the snap filter, right? Yeah, yeah, I have that. Apparently, it's Pixar Day. I'm gonna run that. Yeah, Alicia. All right, D be back in an hour as he figures out how to run this. No, it's not true. I have it. I have it here. Which, which, uh, the fifth one on the featured, fifth one from the left. That's gonna take about an hour. Told you. Back. Aren't you a streamer? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, see <laughs> I don't. I don't know what happened. It's this graphics card or something. I've been having problems with it lately. Which one do you have? Yes, we brought uh, RTX back on. thirty eighty. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get out and get back in. But I'm on Windows, I imagine. Back in, it's go time. Interesting. Occasionally happens. Occasionally happens. Don't know why. Did your did just your computer shut. just shut down? Mm-hmm. Oh, weird! It only happens when I'm streaming, and it's rare, but it happens. I don't know what what happened here. Um, I do have that Nvidia stream thing you told me about, so maybe that's the root the cause. Broadcast, but, yeah. but I also been fucking with CUDA, and it's been giving me problems ever since then that too. So I don't uh, know how that would do it, but this is an CUDA podcast. This is. <laughs> A Bitcoin. I mean, it could be. We're, we're, gonna talk about about we're gonna talk about GPU it. mining. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about GPU mining? That's what I was working on. So, well, there seems apparently so in the Slack. There's been a lot of discussions, at least like yesterday or the day before, around. I mean, for the longest time, there's always been discussions around the differentiation between proof of work and proof of stake. You seem to love these conversations. I want to jump off a bridge every do time that? it comes up. <laughs> you no. want to do that? No. It's been beaten to the. How many podcasts have you had? Oh, I've explained that, it. I literally actually explained it again today in a, in a in a meeting, talking about consensus stuff at Status. I went I went through my entire. I mean, I've perfected it to this point. Uh, the diatribe of like how to think about the differences. I've said it on the podcasts countless times. I've explained it. In you just see these times. otherwise super intelligent people just making it a a like religious issue. And it's just like they just serve different purposes and you're not going to get speed out of pow. Like that's just like it. Like they serve different <laughs> purposes. You're not going to get speed out of pow. So well no. They, they took away your mustache. Yeah why well, would take pivotal. away my mustache and make me look like Black Jesse looks. <laughs> Black <laughs> we look exactly the same. <laughs> Your Apple emoji are, looks way better. 
if you had to pick a Pixar thing, your Apple emoji looks better. Apple. Yeah. Yeah. This is not what I thought it would be. Sorry, audience. <laughs> it's not doing anything. Please don't keep it. Can I get rid of those? Yeah. Those are I'm weird. Gonna, I'm going to okay. You got one. That's a hell of a widow's peak. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to Andreas. They're pulling an Andreas over here. Bitcoin is no, <laughs> that's how Andreas sounds. He always sounds like uh-huh. that. Can you do like a quality? Do like do a, do a do. can I do a, a quality Andreas? Try to go Andreas for like a minute. You see, Bitcoin is what governments wish they could be, which is something that actually works. Um, you see, uh, governments will try to come for you, Bitcoin. You tell them, fuck you. You say fuck you. So I want to get into a little bit of the... T- no, I can't do it, Trace. I'm not going to... Yeah, it's, something's not right about it. You got to leave so again? It's a little bit off. No, I'm just changing the camera back oh. to me because, you know, tired of that. Brought to you by Snap Camera. They don't... And I'm back. So, um, Colin. So, Mr. Couché. The Couché. Yep. The one and only. To the guest hosting, you know? Mm-hmm. Not your first radio. You're comfortable with nope. a camera and a microphone by now. I don't know though. I think it's like I might have like appeared on the like beat, beat but like I'm not like never like guest host. If you, that's what you're calling me, I'm I mean you were, you were co-host of one of the hashing it out, yeah, yeah. hashing it out, co-creator. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. you know, then I bailed which on is your... the greatest podcast in the world. How do you say it's better than our? Podcast, but well, I guess this is yours. Oh shit! Bro. You got uh, I mean, green like, on your shirt. It's a different audience. Yeah, you know, man. it's it's like a oh cool. Yeah, hashing it out is a great show. I love that it's like like slow boiling into something. I see it, people popping up on Twitter like, "Hey, hashing it out's a pretty good show." And did you ever did you ever jump those other Real. people had hashing it's, it out? It's uncompromisingly technical. That's good. It's in the streets, which is. Which is why I left. No, <laughs> left because you got busy. I, I list because I was dying and the quality of the program was suffering for it. So I you needed busy. to. You were busy. I was tired. I was so exhausted. So, um, yeah. Should we tell people like, like who you are? Yeah, sure. Go for it, bro. Let them know. Oh, I got to tell them? Man, no, I want y'all to brag for me. All right. So okay. let me see what I can do here. Colin is previous co-host of Hashing It Out. He is current uh, host of Couché, which is just, it's like Astroworld, but people don't die. Is it too soon? No. Too soon? Okay, cool. It's like Astroworld. It's more like 9-11. Oh, wow. He took it as extreme as possible. We're going to get canceled. Yeah, well, Welcome to Colin. You know how I do. We're going to yeah. get canceled. <laughs> um. So uh, Colin was a core contributor, core developer, core, what do you call it? For early, Avalanche. early, early core team developer yeah. of Avalanche. You put you Early's put your team. fingerprint. Your fingerprint is officially on the Avalanche ecosystem. Yep. I would no I would way. like to take credit for that. Ooh, thank you. We got ooh, oh, hashing oh. it out. Brought to you by hashing it out. Nice. <laughs> We, nice. we interviewed Goon. It's like we've been interviewing Goon since well before. Yeah, he had he had you know Team Rocket Avalanche. He was been doing distributed. So we've been, we've been interviewing him on the Bitcoin podcast for some time about hacking distributed and Bitcoin stuff before, probably before even Ethereum happened, right? So like, mm-hmm. so when Avalanche started hitting I the mean, streets, not we even brought started. him on directly. 
We brought them on directly. So, but yeah, before when the, when the team the Rocket, paper was out, Ava Labs didn't even exist when we yeah, first interviewed. Rocket them, I think. published it on IPFS. I found it. I sent it to Colin. Said this is interesting, and then I made the connection that uh, Goon understood the concepts well. Not so much that he was on Team Rocket or whatever that was, and and we brought him on and hashing it out. Learned about it. Brought him on a few more times. We interviewed, and then I think around the second one, Colin was like, "This is interesting." I want to do this. And then after the episode, to, yep. After the, after the episode, like I literally talked to good. like, I want to do this. How can, how can I get in? And then he I said, I want to work for you. And he says, I would love to have you work for me. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> so, uh, oh, okay. I, uh, the sun's shining in my eyes. I'm gonna fix this. Uh, so yeah, immediately I got into the interview process. I passed uh, Kevin's interview, and then I oh, talked it, to Stephen. It was it was not hard. Um, like at that time they were just wanting bodies and seats. I don't know, like because they they hired me and I was not a consensus expert, but they didn't need one of those. They needed somebody who understood platform. I think so. That's where I kind of like jumped in the most. Nice. So all around. Crack, crack so developer. There's some stuff that I find um, interesting, and that is I've been driving around town, and when I drive, so when I drive around town, I have very deep thoughts. I don't know about you guys. You guys might be into the road, you know, reading signs, following traffic laws. Jesse, are you, you know, when you drive, are you in it? No, or are just, you zoned out? I use delivery things. Oh, okay. You don't even move from your chair. You just <laughs> deli- Uber delivered into my mouth. Exactly. I'm right there with you. I occasionally go and drop my son off or pick my son off from daycare, and that's about it. I remember recently that Jesse had like, I'm going to put your business in the street, Jesse. Go for it. He Ubered boba tea or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> on one of those shows. You had that's, a, uh, that's a you, flex move. You had an eight dollar drink, drink with an eight dollar tip. Ubered. Yo, I I looked well, at the delivery fees today, and and it looks like everything went up too. Yeah, like even the, more. The real flex is he made the Uber deliver guy put the straw in his mouth, and he was like, Wait, "I'm oh God. yeah," and he was like, "You're gonna put this in my mouth. I'll give you a tip for it." But anyway, <laughs> give you that tip for it. Um, so the deep, some of the deep thoughts I have when I've been driving lately is like when this whole space startup is about decentralization, blah blah blah, decentralize all the things. But then it's not now. So now I'm thinking, okay, is it more about decentralization or is it about like the controlled? expansion and contraction of centralization so now it's transparency what was that who's what? me how who how's i hearing you? Uh, i'm 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 pushing out the broadcast to some folks to different people oh, oh, I, oh okay i went on youtube um, and it's you know it's like in the things that the things that the reason why i keep thinking about stuff like that is because as time goes on this stuff gets more and more intricate and complex and technical and as more society gets involved obviously it doesn't become you know less complex and then in the slack today people were posting like what the fuck is going on and like all these assets could possibly exist on all these different chains and then you know joe's doing his thing where he's like chain season baby it's here and so I'm just thinking like if I'm a layman and I'm looking at this and like, what do you mean my asset is on multiple networks? What does that even mean? And that's just telling me that as we like push the clock forward, that there's going to have to be specialization. There's going to be centralization of knowledge, right? Which is in in and of itself a form of centralization, right? There's going to be people that just don't know. So they're going to have to hire somebody to tell. 
Like a financial advisor. Yeah. Crypto oh. financial advisor. Oof. Right? Why are you saying oof? That's going to be hard to fucking... I mean, ostensibly, we could become those things because we've been around, understand the area yeah. well. What credentials you need? Like, and what's the equivalent of a fiduciary for, for crypto financial advisor, right? You don't need many credentials to be a financial advisor. Oh, I'm, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, you don't need many credentials to give people advice on buying crypto either. But more often than not, that means you're going to be giving them shitty advice. So, like, what does it mean to be a good financial advisor that has the interest of the individual over the, making profit off of them in the crypto? You won't be dying advice. buying Dogecoin, I'll tell you that. That's um, true. You know, it's 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 just pretty much literally they're just going to take regular financial advisors and add crypto ETFs and basket assets. Into Navigating this, that. Into yeah, I portfolio. can see that. I mean, that's that's the obvious way to do it. If you're going to have people who are already in the financial advisor space start adding crypto, it's going to be very, very safe vehicles that are more established and probably more amenable to like some of the traditional investment portfolio things, which are going to be ETFs. Very soft exposure. Derivatives, mixed assets too. SpyX token could be a crypto asset. So now you got a tokenized, you got a tokenized spy. Did Binance try that? Like with individual stocks, and then they got yeah, they got it booted out of Germany. They got the ban hammer root. They tried to run it out of Germany, and then they got it banned. Yeah, a lot of things will get banned, but like you can. You're they're gonna unban them. Like that's just like how many times has China banned crypto? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. if there's value in it, they're gonna advocate for it. And we at the end just... of the day, the legislators are all taking lobby money from big banks and major corporations and fucking rich people and all of all types. So let's like, give an example of this, right? If like, it works, they're gonna buy it. So uh I want to use the ENS airdrop as an example. Like me and Aaron were talking about this the other day because I've been I've had to I've had to be like Balls deep in understanding hey, this. Cough. Good write up. Read the whole thing today. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, like, uh, ENS, which is the Ethereum naming service, um, has been a service for a long time. One of the early non financial use cases of blockchain within the Ethereum ecosystem um, that basically gives you a human readable name uh, that then points to wherever you want, more often than not, wallet address or something, right? So, cool. Something.f points to some other reference neat uh there's a bunch of things you can do with this status was an early integration with this so our usernames within the mobile application are ens names so that they point to your chat key and so on and so forth right so we were in early integration and is what happened was uh, ens finally decided that they'd like to make a token and in the process of figuring out the initial token distribution they did an airdrop and for those who listen to us, you probably know what an airdrop is. So they then said, like, their metric for how to do that uh, for the airdrop, public airdrop part was basically like if you own, if you, if you have an address that owns token, that, that owns ENS names, that gives you tokens. And here's how we do it. Right. So a lot of people got that, um, which is substantial. So if like at the current market price, I have like one. I have like one name that I've had for since the beginning. I got the equivalent of around twenty five thousand dollars or so of ENS yeah. tokens. 
for one name at, at the current price, but I've had the name since the beginning and it's also registered for a long time. Right. I have three names. Um, <laughs> and then it's so like, but Are status, you serious, hold on, let me finish. did I just get Alexis? Yeah. I hope you have those names. I'll show you. I'll, we'll work on, we'll, I'll, I'll hope you figure that out later. Uh, <laughs> but because of status integration, we got a separate allocation that was for. Sorry, go ahead. Keep going. Go ahead. A bunch of, we got a we got a bunch of it from a different pool of money that's way more substantial than twenty six thousand dollars. Right. And I've had to figure out what to do with this money as an organization because of reasons, right? But like, and coming back to our previous discussion, like, how can you stop that? This market cap is in the billions of dollars now. It went from it's a useful project, made a token. <laughs> now it's worth the market cap is evaluated in, in, in the billions. And this naming service is probably more expensive. I, I think at a hundred dollars, it, it becomes more it becomes worth more than GoDaddy. Mm. And so But it's more valuable than GoDaddy. Well, that's an argument. I'm talking, I'm talking about from a utilitarian purpose. Maybe we'll see. It's one. It's one TLD, right? You know what? It so, doesn't have Danica Patrick. It's you just don't think it's some, worth anything, Colin? How? Huh? Oh no, yeah. he likes. It. He yeah. doesn't like Nick that much, but he. It's he, the naming services are useful. You're muted for some reason. Yeah, you're muted. Colin. You're muted hard, Colin. Colin. Colin is not good at streaming. Uh, technical difficulties. Bitcoin podcast lag right now. We got uh, podcasters that don't know how to podcast. <laughs> podcasters don't know what the hell they're doing up in here. We got. Wait, where's the music? Yeah, it's short. It's your stream deck, is it not? Oh no, that's Colin. Colin has a stream deck as well. Uh, uh mine's not yeah, as good. I think I screwed up. I, I was trying to flip to the thing that enables me to both have my voice and the the sound thing, but it's not working. Don't worry about it. Um. So, uh, yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, ENS. You don't you don't agree with ENS being that valuable? The the thing is it. All right. So hold on. I don't Just think ENS is valuable. He said, "Pump your brakes." I don't think he's he's, he's like ENS. <clears throat> are all that valuable? You know. I think they're a trend now. ENS will be probably valuable for a while, but like, is it going to be a long-term like utility? Like it has, it depends on Ethereum being able to scale because otherwise you're having uh, just this price issue with just buying a simple domain name essentially. Well, there's two parts to that. It's the, it relies on Ethereum being able to scale and people on Ethereum not willing to go elsewhere or or merge across multiple chains. Like you're seeing a lot of projects expand beyond Ethereum because the current pricing in Ethereum isn't good enough for them. And so it allow it, the project itself can go beyond it. If yeah, if the, if that ecosystem is willing to do it. But when you do something like make a governance token uh, and you put it on the layer one of Ethereum and makes it more difficult to do that, probably. Mm. But it's, it's, just, it's not that it, it's not that it's not worth anything. It's just that it's going to be difficult to utilize, uh, just because of the underlying infrastructure. That's all. And it's yeah. it's. I mean, I'm sure people That's, who use Ethereum will find it useful. But I also as an example of that. I mean, as an example of that ENS usernames and status are are self owned ENS registrations, right? But that's really expensive. You gonna pay that much for a username just in fees? 
we don't people don't get them now. If we, I, I can if people I look at the registrations over time, they're pretty correlated to the level of fees and how uneconomical it is. And so we've built features that people don't use because Ethereum, Ethereum's fee prices have risen because of use outside of what we build, right? That's a problem. I mean, so I don't want to chill too hard, but like the re- I have said in hashing it out, it is an infrastructure play. The next big thing will be an infrastructure change. And, um, you know, uh, Ethereum was great for proving out that's uh, automated business logic and, uh, you know, automatically executing procedures with composability has value in a decentralized finance world and actually invented decentralized finance, to be frank with you. So like that was cool. And that's why Ethereum is cool. But Mm -hmm. as long as you don't have an underlying infrastructure that could support the users, it's useless in, in, in terms of just these cool little features like ENS, like they're just not, it just elbows out a lot of the things you can do. On Ethereum mm-hmm. for a yeah. very small, limited amount of things that you that are economically feasible to do because of the mm-hmm. scale. This goes uh, back to what I was I was telling you in in the group chat, which is like, do we does it make sense for us to get a uh, an ENS specifically for the podcast, depending on you know <clears throat> the fees associated with using Ethereum and and what we want to use it for. It all depends on what Colin said. The linchpin is, you know, can Ethereum scale? When, if, how it scales, then yes, things usable on Ethereum are usable. Um, right now, Ethereum is just so doggone Bitcoin circa 2017 that mm-hmm. um, it's just hard to do stuff, man. It's $15 minimum fee for damn near just looking at Ethereum. Yeah, so I said claiming, Ethereum, me, and I got me claiming. Me claiming my ENS tokens for my name cost me 160 bucks in fees. Now that's like worth a third it of a for. Oh, that's that's worth it for twenty five thousand dollars. It's very cheap at the current price. I need to figure right? out how to get my fucking Lexus. That's what. I need. Oh, you, no. you you said you have status and usernames. Yeah, so they're all I didn't. Status. So like that's that's you you read the proposal. Like I saw. We have to figure out what to do with all that money. Whether or not it's economically reasonable to distribute that to all of the people who have registered names. It's not that. right. Well, at current prices, it may be, but there's also a lot of development in building smart contracts to get them to claim things, a lot of branding, a lot of status resources, things like that. And also, so like, there's a discussion within status to be made, made along with the community on yeah. what to do with those funds. Hmm. And so, uh, like, just give me Jared's phone number. I'll call him. I'll call him. <laughs> just, just give me Alexis. You can like, hey, hey, Jared, send I'd like my Alexis money. Please. Just send me Alexis. All right, you can keep my money. But, but the no, point well, of that, I actually have two names because the third name, Corey, you're not going to like hearing this. I did lose my pass, my, my words to Every, it. Everyone does. Uh, it was like, it was many moons ago. And I, you know, the funny thing is there might be like a half a year. my wife makes shit. you feel better. Like, dude. I'm kind of interested in, in yeah. not for getting back. Colin shitting on Ethereum still. Oh, hold on. <laughs> <I wanna> get, <laughs> we can get there. That's fine. We can go on a full. All in rant, but what I wanted to get to the like I wanted to point out in the beginning was that like how can you stop that? How does what? a government or whoever take that away from people? They don't. You've given a bunch of like tokens based on use to people that has that has real world value. It may take a few extra steps to uh, realize that value in the real world, but it's there. I, you know, 
we we've seen it, we've used it, it's made impact on our lives. How, how do you stop that? Why would you? Yeah, I, exactly. Some, like, some may want to. Some may some some you know maybe in, particularly. In my, uh, in my like, opinion, like all crypto would do better if we would stop thinking that earnest things are going to get regulated out of relevance, right? Like we would like people need to stop saying Bitcoin is going to be outlawed. Just stop it. Like China literally said, yeah, it's banned. And now they're already saying, "Mm, sorry, like we could have been wrong. Like we're, we're, we're thinking about it. Right. India did the same. Was it like something mm-hmm. about Nigeria is now going after people who they feel have been um, oh. doing anything in crypto and shutting down their bank accounts? Well, you can't spell corruption without Nigeria. So let me tell you something. <laughs> they're taking that Bitcoin and they're go- and, and it's going. That's what this the is. President. That's what this is for. Like <laughs> this isn't people, Corey. This isn't crypto built isn't for, for me. This is built for people who don't have fucking banking services. Now, people who use it early adopters. A lot of my favorite early adopters in Avalanche were Nigerian. And I made the joke about the Nigerian prince. They didn't get it like because they're just trying to get a leg up. They don't hear about these terrible jokes that we have about them. And they're just people trying to hustle like anybody else to hear that their their bank accounts might be shut down. Kind of breaks my heart. They're really nice people are honest and earnest and trying to build things. A lot of them. The ones I I I, not to get too far on the sidebar, but I've never liked the, the whole we're going to bank the unbanked thing. Like I no? just, I can't get behind it because he's like, I'm trying to get rich, one, son. No, no, that's not it. <laughs> it's because typically it's coming from someone who's like, yeah, we just got to bank the unbanked. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I get more gold flakes? On yeah. Bank, but like, please? here's the thing, right? The people who have access on? today. Yeah. The pe- like <laughs> they're the ones that have to do it because they have the access to do it. Like yeah. you need to be in the in group to, Disintermediate, disintermediate the in group, and so you're relying yeah, on these on you're... a lot of chads to not be chads. You're it's you're like a Sierra it's, group. It's, it's, the question is, what benefit are they actually getting? Exactly, because if they're, they're storing it in their mattress right now, they're storing it in their mattress right now. What's the difference between a mattress and a and a ledger? If somebody's going to come into your house with a wrench, they might as well just grab the shit under your mattress, or they could grab your ledger and tell you to unlock it. Either way, you're you're screwed. It doesn't really change their equation very much. It just exactly. adds the internet. It adds the internet, which, by the way, most of these places that are unbanked, <laughs> shitty internet service. So I'm yeah. not really sure I buy that argument either. It's just to me is like like Impesa is a great um, use case. Uh, or sorry, case are thing. we still cursing? By the way, yeah, I'm I'm not allowed to curse for three months, according to Wayne. Um, I didn't hear you do it, which made me nervous. And then, uh, yeah, okay. So you can curse away, but I, I, okay. I, I've been trying to keep to, it, try to keep it, keep it at a minimal. You know, I got a niece and nephew now, you know, we're in the public, yo. Uh, you know, Corey's got a kid. His kid can't be growing up seeing him saying, it's not watching this. I don't care. Like, my kid listens know. to me cuss all the time. Oh, that's, yeah, they, our kid's going to have a dirty mouth. But, me and my wife. So, yeah. An interesting case study is Impesa. It's great. The people they use their cell phone minutes as money. It's a, it's great. They love it. It's, it's you know there's a little society going on with it. There's economy. It's it's cool. They build their own currency. But the banks that are back and it's like four banks in in London that that run the whole thing. So it's like okay, so it's just making the extremely wealthy hyper ultra Street Fighter two wealthy that like nobody could ever. That's why I'm like that argument of. It would be cool if the the banking the unbank argument was coming from. Like, Can people do more? 
with them peasants than they, than they could beforehand. I get what your argument is, and you're not wrong. You're absolutely the argument right. is this: like, this is what people are. This is what you're really arguing against, and this is kind of, I think, the like ethical dilemma or real argument. Should people who make something that actually makes a difference and increases the inclusion uh, or gives people the ability to do something they couldn't do before, and if they become incredibly wealthy in the process of doing it, is the thing bad? Like, no. what's the balance there, right? That's the balance. Like, if it's if it's centralized, but it makes a significant difference in, the, in, people, in people's lives for the better, is it bad that people make a tremendous amount of profit from it? No. Depends on who you're asking. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's the argument. This is this isn't like a this isn't a yes or no thing because it depends on no. how they profit. No, it depends on how they profit. It depends on how much they're like like what type of I don't know what the word I'm looking for is like how much they control and maliciously use that power on behalf of the people that they're they're serving. And I think a lot of the the change in at least the current state of crypto is it's very similar systems in that we're very privileged in in the way like for the people who are building these technologies are very privileged and they're making a bunch of money off of it. But we're attempting to shift that balance of we don't want to take advantage of the people who we're we're giving power to in the process of making money. We're trying to do more of like a uh non-zero I don't. I want people to be able to have options. <laughs> I don't care about Guatemalans. Like, Jesus what do you want Christ. me to say? I feel like. I feel like it's. I'm supposed privilege. to be like. I know I'm supposed to be like. Hey, yeah, but no, dude. I wanted to build something so I could get rich, and I did that, so I'm good. But like, you know, like I'm not. I'm not trying to like. I don't care it, about. I Guatemala. think you're the normal. You're the normal. You're, that's that's most I people. Think so too. I'm. I'm. I'm different. I care. I want I, people I, to have more rights than so they currently this have. Is, this is all I'm saying is that. You know, Balaji and these Silicon Valley people, they don't care if Solana ever makes it so that uh, Panamanians can buy their groceries easier. They don't. That's my argument is that the the people that say those things are always the people that have way, 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 way more than enough. Like, oh, man, I accidentally flushed my gold toothpaste down the toilet. Like, come on, man. Like. If you really, if it's if it's coming from someone who is unbanked, like say it's like an immigrant, he goes get off, gets educated. So it only matters if it's coming from someone who isn't rich. To me, it does. Because I think that's fucking silly. stupid. That's just silly. I think it's a, if you I think it's if a you have thing. if you have the means to survive, I cursed. When you get more means, Damn, and you're not distributing that influence. to other people, then 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 you're being greedy. Like if you have the means to survive, if you continually stack, what's wrong with greedy? I mean, like there's a little bit of greed. Nothing's wrong with it, but a lot of it that's usually tends to like this this pooling of wealth and massive inequality, where we end up where we have the underprivileged. You know what's weird to me is that the people are like, "Oh, that's greedy." They're pointing at people who don't care. What the fuck are you gonna like? Oh, you're greedy. They're like, so what? Hey, like they don't care. So say that everyone. You gotta make them care. You gotta make them care. Yeah, but the people. Yeah, the people. Well, this the is the, people this who is the technology that, that allows make them for care. That. Okay, like the, the, the ethos of the ethos of crypto is more people that care. 
in my opinion. It's eroded for sure. That doesn't mean that I think it's eroded because it's grown so much and brought in a bunch no, of people that don't care. I don't care. think it's eroded. I I'm talking it, about from Bitcoin ideals, like since like 2011. Like I don't think it's so eroded since then. I I think it's just big diluted. Taking long to diluted is the right word. Well, centralized exchanges for one are more popular than DEXs now. Centralized yeah, blockchains yeah, are yeah. more popular uh, the, than the more distributed blockchains. The amount of volume right? that DEXs are putting through Sands. is massive. I, I also want to go on to say that that centralized exchange argument yeah. is out of necessity. So it's not right. really fair right now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's necessarily the yeah. long term. I think that like the Dex reason it got supported. there... Yeah, you're not going to get high speed. You're not going to get the, the throughput or security or, that you want from like everything being in Ethereum. It's just not going to Especially work. considering so, we're, in a, we're in the phase where the majority of, of new money is coming from fiat and centralized exchanges are the only ones that can actually facilitate that. So what's the time horizon where you can where you can put that back on the table as a factor to judge whether, you know. Probably next the, couple of years. You know what I would do if I were a centralized exchange? I would take a portion of my profit. You could buy Alexis. And <laughs> buy Alexis. No, I would take you can't, of my profit. Who's Alexis? You can't buy people. Oh, that's right. I heard a, I heard a saying today, by the way. I'm not going to say it here. I'm not going to say it because I can't. Why not? Little story. Because oh. it's lewd and I can't curse. But anyways. Put it in the Slack. <laughs> um, what was it? What was it? If, I were to, if I were a centralized exchange, I'd take a portion of my profits put it towards my little R&D and then figure out a way to make a bunch of decentralized exchanges and then just peel little fees and put it back in my pocket. Like just put liquidity all over you the internet. You don't think that people are looking into that? I think they're probably doing it. I think they're probably already doing it. I think it's already being done right now. I think Coinbase owns a Coinbase. shit. Coinbase. I think they own a shit. I think I have a button for that. It's not going to work though. Coinbase. Oh shit. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. It's like it's playing through your speakers. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I think Coinbase already has it. I think they have a bunch of decentralized exchanges and they just they nobody's going to ever know if they made it. No one would ever know. Any centralized exchange, no one would ever Coinbase know. Ventures, they won't have you know, that usually no developers. Um, they'll huh? they'll get in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Just, they, are, they will they will get they fund fucked. It. Yeah. You can't they're just make they're, it. they're so they're so regulated that they can't. Yeah. Operate they're trying shadow. to go for a legitimate bank stat. They are a legitimate bank. They're FDIC protected, but like they're literally a bank in New what York. Is, like they are what, literally a bank. So what's the legality like, around them creating a decentralized exchange? Well, they can't do it in the shadows. They they fail KYC test. <laughs> mm, yeah. Besides, all these decentralized exchanges like now area. have a reward token, and if you're not doing a reward token, people kind of actually aren't using it for some reason because it's those rewards are actually. You could compound them and shit. So, like, if you put it in liquidity, like, like, yeah, yeah accrue to the accrue to the people who are providing liquidity through some mecha, like some some. And tokens. so that there now you got security issues. So, like, I I really don't think Coinbase is doing any of that. Like, I don't. I know. Like, one I really don't. Making like nine to twelve billion dollars a month, so they need to start doing an airdrop. Right. Why don't you do an airdrop up in this bitch Coinbase? Shit. Why are they doing NFTs a month? Huh? Doing NFTs. <laughs> Well, they're going to apparently. Fuck about an NFT. I yeah, want, they're doing I their own open C, right? I want some CB token dropped up in my shit. Oh yeah, that's not. Well, that's the other thing. It's like all these, all these. Like, did you know OpenSea is the one who controls your royalties? Yeah. Like you, you are. Yeah. yeah. So like, 
all these things that we think are super decentralized, like OpenSea tells you whether or not you're going to get your freaking royalties. I mean, like, there's a reason why Status no. never implemented OpenSea for the longest like, time. Webin Protocol, yeah. Like, it's it's just like... So? We're, so here's the deal. Like, a lot of this decentralized talk that we've had has gone out the window, but I think it's going to come back. It's going to come back. I'll tell you why. Uh, first off, uh, the amount of regulation that's going to come into the space in the next couple of years is going to really make people's heads turn. Uh, the only way that they're going to get around that is through actual decentralization, because we're no longer going to be talking about the SEC if you're decentralized. You're going to be talking about the CFTC from a U.S. perspective. I don't know what the foreign stuff is, but like from a U.S. perspective, if you're talking about commodities, you're in a different category. You're in a category of Bitcoin and Ethereum or any Nakamoto protocol. But if you're not in that category, you're going to be having a bad time when it comes to securities. You're going to have so, a bad time. Is that like alpha drop that you know that Nakamoto consensus is going to be classified as commodity? It already ha- I mean, they've, they've already come out and said it. Like sure the SEC has like, not contested the the uh, FCC's opinion, CFTC's opinion on that. They've they don't pass the Howey test more. I, I don't know it's ever been challenged, but they don't pass the Howey test on the point of uh, it's not a common enterprise. So in other yeah. words, like you, you you know, it's not when they say that they mean there's no one business entity that's actually being invested in when you invest in Bitcoin. Right. There's no one mm-hmm. s- single en- business entity you're investing in when you invest in Ethereum. It's a general token that's basically used for utility. So anything <clears throat> avalanche which produces multiple layered one networks that are connected together, I believe, will have uh, uh, a chance of really making a splash in so, the space because now so, those tokens are utility to and necessary. There's a, I want to add to that too. Um, some of the recent infrastructure billing is lumping in a bunch of node node operators um, that may cause negative harm to people who run infrastructure for crypto. Uh, basically because if you're running a node um, or you're mining, you are processing financial transactions and being being paid by the users basically someone sends a transaction that has a fee associated with it uh you collect those fees in the process of being a successful miner and so you're and it can be argued that you're directly taking payment from the users for processing financial transactions is it like an msp uh, license is necessary yes. but that's only you're, what do you mean yes. it can it's be interesting that, Hold on. that's it's interesting that, we need to we need to clarify we need this because they burn the fees depending <laughs> no, on the no 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 it, Okay, go, yeah, go. You go can Colin. say that's true for Ethereum miners too, but we have to add yeah. this caveat. A lot of these people you're talking about, uh, with the taken in fees from the users, etc., etc., that like it's lightning nodes and stuff where it's really centralized and it's like actually so Arbitrum is a big risk factor there. Uh, mm. Starkware is yeah, currently L2 doing a centralized anything L2 is really under a lot of risk. Am I am I screaming? Anything L2 is a big risk. It's like Mike is in your uh, house. I, just have a, I have a, I have a sexy mic. Um, so, did you have a really nice mic? What mic is that? Turn you down. It's the Elgato Wave Three, baby. Um, oh. So, uh, yeah. So basically, you know, there's a lot of centralized infrastructure that's posing as decentralized. That's going to get like people who are operating that, especially in the United States, are just boned. Um, and, uh, I mean, that's just the case. So, um, so it's not, you're not, I think you're absolutely, this is a good, that's why blockchains are operating out of different countries. Um, certain ones. And even in, what's his name? The dude from Kraken, the CEO of Kraken, founder of Kraken, Jesse Powell. 
he said in a very cryptic tweet that was like, you know, basically when the regulation hits, I hope you're, I hope you're ready. Like he said, hold on to your butts moment. Yeah. He said it back in the summer and everybody was like, what do you mean, Jesse? What? And he was just like, I mean, let's just be real here. But there are blockchains that are going toward it. They're running toward regulation, you know? Yeah, like they're trying forward. to put their hand in the hands oh, yeah, that's, of they're, they're making they're making that bet yeah. that they that in the event that the ban hammer comes down, they've already gone through the end channels yeah. to ensure that's that the, they're around. And like I, I'd imagine, like some of the decisions around burning fees and avalanche is part of that, right? The American like, way, baby. Like it's it behooves no. you to structure yourself. Look, as no, a new project actually- to try to do something different. I mean, like don't be wrong, it's a novel mechanism. That that I, I would I would even argue is more fair to all of the validators. That's why uh, we did it. Okay, it's well, you, right. You were there. It's so the right. It's the I'll right move. You. It's literally, <laughs> it literally every time you burn a token, it pays the whole network. It's like, why are we going to pay an individual? Why are we going to do all this extra math that we'd be like, oh, well, you get this much because you validated that much. Why don't we just like burn the fees? It makes the entire token more scarce. And it pays the whole network. It makes more sense. Oh, from like a, um, from like a math just perspective people. sinks and like having a quality understanding of sources and sinks for like value dynamics is easier to reason about um than some of like the, the like the like the the fee market of bitcoin mm-hmm. right that that trade-off between as the as the block issuance scales down, how are we going to make sure the fees are properly incentivizing the miner to, to keep keeping up the level of security needed to secure the blockchain? That type of thing isn't as difficult to reason about from like a economics perspective when you have proper definitions of sources and sinks, which is what burning and minting does. I have a question regarding burning of avalanche tokens. Is there like um is is it at such a rate that the value of avalanche will go up basically and happen to, like to recreate like a similar dynamic that ethereum is having with people trying to pay gas fees and you know they're like in the hundreds of dollars or mm, no uh so i'm not really sure what you're saying there uh, so when you burn the token, it does. We do have the. We are going on our minting schedule. So if you look at that, it's actually approaching the 720 million tokens that we're ultimately going to print on the schedule. I think it's 20. I can't remember. 22 years. I don't know, some some schedule like that. Uh, I forgot. The um, but uh, basically that's not going to get interrupted by the burning. Uh, the burning itself just makes the token a little more scarce. It makes it hard. It makes that it slows that growth rate curve down a bit um and so you got to wait for the next like you know stakers to get their rewards when you burn tokens it adds them back to the total supply oh it does that then gets that then gets mint that then Mm. is 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 recalculated back when people stake in terms of like Uh, uh, okay okay steven calls it like the the uh global reserve right like yep and so it's like the supply isn't being removed permanently it's It's being recycled back Correct. The more you use the network, the the more basically rewards are available for people. More room to, there is to get to. The more room there million. is to get to the. Yeah, yeah, that's gotcha. it. So, so yeah, it's it's a good system. Um, the only thing that bothers me right now is how much it costs to stake, but whatever. Um, yeah, that's ridiculous. That we we didn't. I mean, like, well, how much does it cost? Let the people know. One hundred fifty million. I'm sorry, one hundred eighty thousand dollars. As of as a minimum, it's one hundred at a minimum. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, at uh, at $90 per token, it's $180,000. 2000 a box. That's a lot. That's a lot. It wasn't when we started this no, time like, last so year. Think about this, right? <laughs> like, this is something that's interesting. Like, when they did the, the Denali testnet, every single person that participated in that testnet and, like, did this simple registration and ran a simple test on some on some light resources got 2000 of us. Yeah. That that punches me. All in you the had to do was show up. I just remember it glanced through the slack and I was like, what's Denali? And then my life took over. And now I'm just like, I could have done that. I could have done that. Yeah, like we we I mean, to be fair, we tried. <laughs> we told people we did it. Yeah, that's true. We, well, you we did, did run a yeah. Oh, hell, hell yeah, I did that. We and didn't run didn't a you do one for the podcast campaign. too, I thought? No, we did a sponsorship for the podcast that then like was a great uh, grant. I thought you also had a node. Okay, yeah. yeah. We ran a whole ad campaign. Great. We ran an ad uh, campaign. For, which is, which is yeah, I remember that. what podcasts do. So like, that's not a big deal. Um, but nevertheless, uh, always the more. I, I guess that was, oh, that's part of it. Like, conversation like, about like that's that's interesting. Is that like the, we've we've created this system, and I think I I, I was having a I wasn't even really an argument, but slightly back and forth with a guy named uh, Leaky. He does he does uh, Wallet. He makes the wall. He does a wallet software in Ethereum. But um, talking about this current trend in what I would consider the broader blockchain space of use as many things as you can as early as you can on platforms such that you get rewarded by being an early contributor, be in the discord, talk a lot. I don't know, make some PRs to change some grammar or write a blog post, run early testnet software, um, use the platform, send some tokens around, right? Because you get airdrops, incentivize things. Like the goal, the name of the game for new platform is to garner attention from users and get early adoption so you can figure out what's broken to fix it early or just get people on the platform so you can say people are using my platform so you can get more people to use your platform and so people use your token etc and so what people are doing is they're just running everywhere doing what they think is a reasonable amount of stuff on that platform in hopes Mm -hmm. that they qualify for whatever marketing incentivization scheme that that platform is doing for early adopters and this is now basically people's livelihoods and it's significant right yeah, it's say, say, say you just bought a username on ens in the early days because you were just trying to use it and you maintained it for the years you got you like- would have you, you would have twenty six thousand dollars yeah and that's that's we have an actual power user of daniel's a power user of what you're talking about this that's, man a, lot, that's a lot of people this man, Daniel, I'm going to tell a little bit of story for Business Street, but you already put it in the street anyways. This man came to our Slack in 2017 and said, I just sold all my stuff and bought a truck with a big ass, like one of those U-Haul trucks. Sold everything I own and bought one of the U-Haul trucks and all 100% of my time in life is going to go into crypto. And this man has been getting in Discord group after Discord group. He's a story. Like, if anybody's listening to this, has the capability of getting his story out there, do it. Discord group after Discord group, signing up on things, doing all of the things. That was a high risk. And that that, that wasn't something that a lot of people could do. He was in a position to do it and made the decision, a very difficult decision, to do that. And he did it. Quit his job. He he was dedicated to it. No, he didn't quit all the time. He spent a lot of that time still working. He just, he sold... Uh, he he basically minimized his rent overhead. costs by uh, an overhead by yeah. uh, like living frugally. 
But at the end of the day, now I see him consistently. And now he's like an now he's probably like DeFi Dan, I think is what he's called. And he's like a person of like he's damn he's knowledgeable, experienced in the space. If you got questions, he's got answers. And I see and I probably he's being rewarded left and right from these areas. Well, that was part of the reason why I was why I was arguing why this is such a cool thing is that if you're one of these people that are say you say you're not technical, right? You can't you can't develop this stuff or you're not financially inclined to f- trade or whatever. Just showing up and asking and participating is going to want is give you a tremendous learning experience on just how to use this stuff. And no one's expecting you to be super knowledgeable. They just want people to use it and ask questions so they can answer these questions and make FAQs or whatever. And the, just the process of trying and being a part of a community can be incredibly lucrative and also a tremendous learning experience. Granted, depend if you're if you're if you pick the wrong projects, you may get yeah. fucked. But like that's that's it a hard part. But that's, <laughs> but, that's but that's also that's a learning life. experience. I mean, and that's, that's a life. valuable learning experience is that we all gone through. Like we've all thought something was cool and it turned out to be a scam or um, irrational exuberance or like even just even just ineptitude. People like promised a bunch and couldn't deliver it. And so We've gone, been through that learning experience. It's just much easier. It's, it's, I think it's harder to navigate that today, such that you you don't have it. You're go, you're basically going to get it. And one of the cool, another cool thing about this industry slash community, if you're listening, I think there's three people live. So shout out to you three. But then there's um, people that are going to listen. Is that uh, crypto is? It's really easy to work in crypto and work in. I call it in real life because. A lot of crypto doesn't feel like real life sometimes. Um, and you can get a job, part-time job doing. <laughs> what is that? I'm having technical difficulties. It is hard reset. What the hell was that? Oh my God. That was the creepiest. It's over, bro. That was the creepiest moment. I'm having technical difficulties. All right. Um, sorry, that ruins the segue. Just 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 watch the commercial. Are you working in a job that sucks bows? Does your job suck and ergo your life? Do you want to change that because your life is sucking? Join the TBP Slack. Get a better job. <laughs> I like that that commercial is played while someone is literally listening to the Bitcoin podcast or watching it. Yeah, we're playing a commercial for a show that you should be listening, and you are. So good job. (laughs) I'm having technical difficulties. All right. So, anyways, today's discussion. Uh, it was is about this centralization decentralization thing. Some of you new people, super new to crypto, who Googled us and you're like, centralization decentralization. What are they talking about? Decentralization is a, the linchpin of what gives crypto its value. And now I'm gonna say intrinsic value. I don't give a damn what any economist says out there that crypto doesn't have intrinsic value. You guys. Can lick a boo because it does. It it has intrinsic <laughs> value. 
Um, sorry, Wayne, I failed the CEO test of not being able to curse because, uh, I mean, it's just too easy to do sometimes. Um, but uh, nevertheless, uh, decentralization is, is, is what makes this tech kind of really powerful. And if it's not decentralized and it is centralized, then it makes a boatload of money like Solana and stuff like that. So, um, you know, so <laughs> sorry, ruin the punchline there. Hold up, you're still muted. I'm gonna unmute you, Cole. Thank you. Good idea, yeah. by the way. Um, uh, <laughs> the only reason it doesn't have intrinsic value, I think, is uh, only Nakamoto protocols, and it's because of forking. Other than that, I'd agree with you. If Nakamoto protocols didn't enable forks, I would think it also has intrinsic value. Mm. Because you can randomly just split the chain, and now you have two chains of equal tokens. Not an equal you don't know what the equal weight's going to be until the, the social consensus jumps in. <laughs> um, so it's uh, it's it's the forking rules that actually, in my opinion, make it not intrinsically valuable. See, but I think uh, that, I disagree. I think that argument goes out the window when you take into account like the network effect. And I know that's kind of cliche or whatever to say. But if I fork Bitcoin right now and make Bitcoin D's vision, then it's not going to be worth anything. It's just going to be me running a node in my office and yep <laughs> that, that has that has the weight and distribution of whatever he forked but nothing after that so that and and, yeah, and it's not like it's not like completely switch so toshi's vision like well they did a good job of marketing was, enough people that mine those things right. and the in the blocks that get built on top of them have weight and people who agree to use it it's not it's like there's a continued community around the, around that new asset. It's a brand new asset and has nothing to do with the previous one. It has to do with there's the communities that leave it. As, there's a whole question as to what, who was going to get to determine who gets to keep the BTC ticker, which chain was going to be the right chain. Oh, Remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. And, sure. and so like, like that is not something that happens with things that have intrinsic value. Gold is always gold. You see what I mean? Intrinsic. And so, Okay intrinsic i'll give you that that's a that's more of a associated with utility i've never heard that argument before that's that's i like it it is an assigned value based on like a based on a social norm Mm -hmm. so let's just stop calling gold gold baby let's call gold shiny metal and let's call highly conductive metal that's hard to Let's call it gold, baby. And let's call, let's just change the names of these things. It's still got it, still got the same intrinsic properties. Yep. So that's Mm. why, that's why aluminum, Mm. despite being very common, has intrinsic value. That's why water has intrinsic value. Like water's water, man. Like now you can say that pure water, like, but it's still like H2O at the very base level, you know? It's like those things have intrinsic value. I, but here's the thing: it's like wheat also has intrinsic value, and the calories like it's a literal like those are things that actually you can't just like subtly make more wheat like appear from other wheat. You see what I mean? Like you can't just also decide that wheat Fine. doesn't have the you know what I mean? It's like these are things that have intrinsic value, but you can't do that with Bitcoin because it's social value. It yeah. always has been. That's the game right there. Well, it's always a combination of the two, right? Like, and, and that's the way it is with these these networks in a lot of ways, like. It's it's a combination of the two, but the intrinsic part is much more hard to argue. Um, there is intrinsic value in the history of a given chain and your inability to change it. Sure. 
But that what's and, that and information work? embedded in it, right? So like as it, as a time snapping surface, it's one of the best in the world. Mm. That has yeah. value. Well, so like it's there. It's just way more difficult to argue against, and it's not the majority of the value because, as, as we all know, and we've talked about plenty of times, like the utility value of all of these things is nothing compared to the actual mm-hmm. price that's being sold at today. Most of the price is speculative, and there's a real interplay between speculative future utility price and current utility price, and how those two things interoperate. Uh, for funny enough, me and Ari Paul went on a very long discussion on that in particular on the last hashing it out. So go check that out. Ha ha, plug my soon. Nice. So um I wanted to get into some of our we do have show notes here. <clears throat> I mean, we're running out of time. <clears throat> we are running out of time pretty quick. But I didn't want to like uh whatever, time's infinite. Not when you have a baby. <laughs> Let me pick That's one of your these. Fault. That is very much my fault. Stick to a. Hey, it takes two to tango. It's Corey and his wife. I'm not saying it's nobody else's fault, but it, I'm 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 a culprit. Yeah. Well, you made a cute one at least. So oh, he is really cute. He really is. You did great. Good jeans. Yeah. He's he's cute. like debating, contemplating it. Yeah. No, I think yeah. he's right. It might be actually a cute. <laughs> Um, no, it's, that wasn't because of that reason. I was having just a way too deep of a thought. But anyway, still in the intrinsic value thing? No, <laughs> not at all. But two two quick news things to talk about because it does help to talk about some kind of like relevant mainstream news that you know my parents are calling and talking to me about. Like I don't already know, but I love it. It's so cute. They're like, "Hey, I heard you know you know somebody was talking about Bitcoin the other day in the news." I'm like, "All right, thanks, <laughs> appreciate it." Uh, Tim Cook, that Tim Cook, uh, Apple guy, guy running Apple right now, doing a pretty bang up job. Apple's making me money. Don't know if it's making y'all money, but yeah, I got some of them little stocky stocks. You know, when it splits, buy some Apple stock. That's that's a golden rule right there. Negro Dom is special. That's a tip. Every time it splits, buy mm, not investment advice. Hashtag <laughs> investment advice. Sue me, bitch. But sue, no. sue him. <laughs> Do not sue us. <laughs> and I extricate she's myself kidding. from that. She's kidding. <laughs> the tone might yeah, the tone indicates he's kidding. Uh, uh we'll move on. Um <laughs> Uh, Tim Cook, and you know, he came out and said, "I'm definitely an owner of cryptocurrency. I own the bitcoins." Um, so but Peter Apple, Thiel. but he needed to. He needed. To, well, Peter too actually went overboard too. He was like, "The only thing I regret more in the past decade was not buying more cryptocurrency." And I'm like, yeah, "It's the best Peter. performing asset in the past ten years. No shit. Like, yeah, it's, it's by far pretty great." Um, I remember Vitalik Buterin's a Teal Fellowship. He's a Teal Fellow. What's yeah, what's Vitalik up to these days? I, he seems quiet now. No, he's a researcher. He does research, mathing it up in a lab somewhere. He's the chief scientist yeah, of like Ethereum. He does research. How do you become a chief scientist? That was the name he gave himself because he didn't want to be like this. <laughs> <laughs> you just invent the title and tell everybody that's who you are. All right. And then the other thing in the what news, happened? which it's something very interesting. Um, something that of one of many shows. If you want to go back and listen to all of the Bitcoin podcasts and and see how much cool shit that we've all said, 
just got, Jesse's the only one that doesn't like to make outlandish future projections. He just like deals in the very real. You're very pragmatic, I'd say, Jess. You like don't. I don't know. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'm not. Got to get him on a clip. It's like with keyboards. keyboards. Yeah, we're talking about keyboards. Though. Yeah. Just be like, look, he already lit up. Just the thought of talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia, did you make that? Yeah, oh, she made that. Oh yes, man! She did. Oh my god! She has oh. it on the ready. Man, that was so fast <laughs> too. One of the things that I said many moons ago, uh, actually, it was back in 2016, it was our second year doing the show, is that the regulators are so far behind. And it was I was basically saying like, stop worrying about regulation and outlawing Bitcoin, because the regulators are so far behind. That by the time it really, like, honestly gets put on the table for them to regulate and drop a ban hammer down, so many politicians will own so much of this stuff that they're going to start voting to keep it around. And it's going to be stuck in regulation hell limbo forever. And then eventually so many politicians will have so much of it. They're just going to say, like, we're just going to let it be a thing. Like, we don't care. And that's what's already starting to happen when you have, like, three different mayors in three different very popular cities, Miami, New York, and I can't remember the third one, uh, that are saying they're going to take their paychecks in Bitcoin and they're promoting cryptocurrency and different digital assets. Like we're going to more and more politicians in America are going to have deep crypto pockets. And if it comes down to regulation, they're not going to really going to unless they're dirty, they'll probably sell all their stuff and then regulate. But unless they're dirty. Well, <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, I think you just kind of like created uh, a opposing <laughs> argument. To what <laughs> I just said. My own argument? No, uh, but I just, you know, I, I think it'll get to a point where they'll have so much of their wealth in crypto that they want to then pass on to their kids and stuff. Then they'll protect it, you know. So I have the same keyboard, but I don't think Jesse, he probably thinks that's not a good keyboard. We can't tell because of your background. It's very strange. I know. I thought it was cool. Look at Jesse. He's rating the keyboard like this is American Idol. He's like, it's a nice try. I uh, mean, but- Colin, Colin, I Olive Branch. I'll I'll give I'll get you in on some customs, like some actual customs. What does that mean? You trying to drop like, scratch oh, on some keyboards? Like, yeah, you trying to drop some trying actual to get the, money? Trying to get some expensive clickety clacks? <laughs> yeah, Jesse's got you. Jesse's the okay, dude. Let's do it. In the Jesse's the dude in like the John Wick movies. The he goes in, he gets his gun. He's like, and this one right here is my favorite, made in 1910. <laughs> uh, you see this bolt right here was only made at five different factories, and, <laughs> and like Jesse's that dude with keyboards. He'll yeah. be like, wow. button that e button right there that was <laughs> there were only a thousand of those made but like, <laughs> why are you shaking your head jesse like it's not true. no it's true it's true i just it's, it's, it's yeah it's true it's true who go to best buy after you type on like a good keyboard you're gonna be like wow there's an actual difference so it's like perfect else. level like in it's whatever you want it to be <laughs> Dude, seriously i so want you to open up a small storefront and it is yeah. like a jewelry store but just keyboards like people come in there like oh you want to see that one i'll be right back see the problem is brick and mortar no i would do like an nft <laughs> store in decentraland and then nfts of the keyboards and then you order the Has nft decentraland I, ha- I have but there were dicks in the museum last time i went just like a lot like of dicks, dicks everywhere. no no <laughs> 
no, no, like 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 just drawn ones. I like mean, every well, yeah, every kind. Like, that's what I meant. Graffiti like, like dicks, shitty yeah, yeah, yeah. people, or sense. graffiti dicks. That's a, oh. yeah. Like, I thought you meant shitty it. people, that's, but Corey Corey knew what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Is it like a bunch of Colin Couchés hanging around, or is no, it like no, 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 no. actual like, dicks? A bunch of Roman pictures on the wall, like Roman graffiti yeah. or whatever. Like, anyway, like uh, models, statues, everything. All you can think of, Jesus. That's yeah, big fainty bastards. <laughs> What's wrong with that? That sounds great. <laughs> metaverse. Uh, oh, Facebook. we should wrap it up. This metaverse, Linden right. Labs. Let's uh, right. wrap it. Let's, <laughs> let's wrap this. Up. I'm uh, going to get in trouble. I'm getting canceled for that. All right. Um, <laughs> please become a patron. Uh, you know, you could donate a buck, three, four, five. I don't know, however many. Um, and you'll get the things on the tiers. Uh, by becoming a patron, the real value is every once in a blue moon when the stars align, Corey and I and, and Jesse, if he wants to do these meta episodes where we go and listen to we've done one so far. That's why I mean when the start one. You listen to our old episodes back in 2015, 16, 17, whatever, and just make provide color commentary about some of the things that were said in the interview and in the round table that either are true were really, really wrong. And we try to avoid the stuff that puts a glass ceiling on us. Uh, we just, <laughs> cause we said some wild shit. So, <laughs> so, and then, so you get access to those. Of course you get early access to the show. So the show typically, the Bitcoin podcast typically drops on Monday for you. It'll drop Sunday morning bright and early you can listen to it before anybody else and start talking about cool stuff in the slack before anybody else if you want to if you really want to uh, you can join the slack go to the bitcoinpodcast.com push the button that says slack uh there's literally one thing you have to do so if you can't follow those directions we don't want to talk to you because you're you're most likely a, a somebody who's so dumb we can't we just we won't get along i think the word for that is adult adult you're adult. Yeah, if you're adult, don't worry about it. We don't want to hang out with you. Go to the big. What are you like a fifty year old white guy? Like, like, like I'm a curmudgeon. Yeah, yes. What do you? What do you? What do you? My grandpa? Like that guy? Oh, you? That fellow over there is adult, isn't he? I'm a curmudgeon. <laughs> fellow over there. Let me go to the store. Too many years of IT. It's <laughs> made me unsavory. Cracker Jacks used to come in a box, now they come in a bag. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so it's, uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, it was the other way around, actually. Podcast. Uh, what is this? What is this for? Oh, might. Oh, okay. So we got another paid five star. Who is this person, and why do they keep giving us paid five star reviews? Like we don't come clean, Corey Jetty is Mary. I don't touch Is any of this stuff. guys paid for podcast reviews? No, I don't pay anybody for anything. Okay. <laughs> Hands down, one of the most trusted names in Bitcoin. I mean, it's not wrong. I mean, that, that doesn't feel paid. <laughs> that doesn't feel paid because the last ones were like, these guys, Corey. Uh, no, it was like Corey D and other guy. I love no, other no, guy. No, no, Corey D. Just like Corey and D. And I was like, oh, so ambiguous they don't listen to the template show. names uh but anyways on your podcasting apps that's what that means uh give us a rating right if you didn't like anything at all you don't like the sound of Corey's voice you don't like the sound of jesse's voice give us one star tell us why they'll change their voice uh <laughs> 
if you, if you love the show, uh, you know, give us a five star. You think we're somewhere in between? Give us the in between stars, you know, or a claps or whatever your podcasting app does. What was that? Are we going to get copyright stricken? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Short, short enough. You need to be over um, a certain amount of time to get any type of. Uh, do a little shout out. Shout out to that guy. Uh, shout out to Who's that guy. guy. No clue. We don't know. I've never known. No. Uh, shout out to ah. Shaq. Shaq. Shout out to that guy. Eugene. Eugene. Uh, from where? Try guys. Shout out to Eugene from Try Guys. Shout out to Olivia Munn. <laughs> For uh, nice. what you do. Oh, and Paul Mullaney. I remember that. Paul Mullaney got out John of rehab, at rehab and then booed up Olivia Munn. He knocked her up too, didn't he? Oh, wait. John Mullaney. Probably met in rehab. Johnny Mullaney probably did that in rehab. And shout out to, I believe that's Shakira, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, shout out to Lou. Why do we give shout outs to Lou Uzi Vert? Maybe just type it in the private chat, at least, because I don't even like his music. It's very bad. Uh, <laughs> shout out to. Uh, well, that's it. It's everybody. Play the outro. Shout out to your mom. Forgot about Zotzi Beats. And my brother's doing very well. Thank you, Colin. Uh, I know. Oh, yeah. That's old long neck and wide face. Zoe Saldana. Shout out to you, girl. <laughs> All right. Play the outro.